Welcome. Uh, I'm David. I am the worship pastor here, worship and creative media. Um, over the last year and a bit, I've been able to work with Felipe um, on various projects. Um, we met working on Octavio, our Octavio, his Regent project. Uh, Felipe was filming a music video and uh, and then Felipe was like, oh, I like this David guy. And, he, and then he kept hiring, hiring me back. Um, so it's great. Um, I'm not going to do most of the talking. I'm going to ask all the hard questions of Felipe. Um, but let's start uh, with who are you? And welcome. All right. Well, thank you guys for having me here. It's a big pleasure. Um, my name is Felipe. I'm Brazilian. I'm a TCK, MK, PK, for those who don't know. That means third culture kid, pastor's kid, missionary kid. Um, grew most of my life outside of Brazil, so Morocco, Spain, UK, Canada, Lebanon. Um, yeah, and now we're here. And when I say we, I'm married. I've got two kids. My wife injured her knee two days ago, so she's not here. So. Um. Well, it's great to have you. Um, just before we dive into what we're actually talking about, uh, thank you, Wayne, for praying for us already. I'm going to pray again um, because that never hurts. <laughs> uh, Lord, we thank you for the ways that you are at work all around us, the ways that we get to see glimpses of, uh, and the ways that we have no idea. Holy Spirit, we recognize that you are here with us, um, and we pray that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear. Lord, would you help us to be aware of what you are saying and doing. Um, yeah, we pray this for your kingdom and your glory, Jesus. Amen. So, Felipe, why are you here? Uh, what are you up to these days? Yeah. All right. Um, so I'll work on better questions, but yeah. <laughs> we're here at Regent. Well, I was finishing up Regent College. Um, we were in Lebanon before this, so Lebanon is a country in the Middle East. We're working with refugees, Syrian and Palestinian refugees. Um, we got softly kicked out of the country because of the work that we were kind of doing. So we just accelerated our plans to come to Canada to study at Regent. Um, I'm an artist, but I also work with project development, and I always had the question of you know. How do you use your skills? How do you use what God has given you to bless the kingdom? Um, so here in Canada, um, I'm finishing up my master's, and I'm directing a documentary on art, faith, and vocation. Yeah. Tell us about your documentary. Huh? Okay, so the name is Dust and Color. Um, it's basically, the question is, you know, what changes? How does artists think and see the world um, once you start following Jesus. And it doesn't matter how long, right? But it's, it's walking with Christ. What does it change? What does it change the way that we treat people, but also the way that we're creating beauty and are asking questions? So I wanted to touch on art, faith, and vocation because I think it's so um, important nowadays. Um, how do we work with art? How do we work with culture? How do we work with faith? Um, and that documentary tries to speak on that a little bit. So we have a trailer for this documentary. Uh, so we'll watch that trailer um, that was shot by Felipe, edited by myself and Felipe, and then we'll continue this conversation. A lot of back and forth, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think being an artist is 
wrestling. It's, it's wrestling with those deep questions. Porque eu acho que a arte está muito conectada com algo maior do que a gente. Então, para mim, não existe a arte, a música, sem essa conexão. Porque senão, realmente, é difícil não olhar para o mundo e para o universo e não enxergar uma irrelevância cósmica em mim mesmo. tremendous miracle unfolding that I get to be a part of. The entire world is, is a sense of vibrating with life. There's just something about art. It's like a direct communion to a really key aspect of God's being. God as creator, God as maker. A gente nasceu com essa expectativa com esse desejo pelo pelo eterno pelo pelo transcendente. A arte ela foi esse instrumento de, de liberdade de libertação para mim. It's participating in something that you're like what was that that happened to us? The work that I do is trying to make sense of life, trying to make sense of things, and I think at the core that's what artists do. Yeah. <laughs> so, the title of this documentary and why is it called that? Because wow. that gets us yeah. where we need to go. All right. It took a long time for us to get to a name. I kept bothering Dave with a lot of options. And the name that I really wanted was too long, too complicated. It was basically along the lines of theophany. Right? And the first reaction, Dave was like, you know, what is theophany? You know, that's too much of a big word. And theophany basically is the visual or physical manifestation of God with us, right? We see that in the Old Testament, we see that in the New Testament, where God shows himself, visually manifested, and obviously we have Christ as, you know, God incarnated. Um, but that was too much of a wordy, um, um, you know, title for the documentary. So I was playing around with dust, our finitude, you know, how fragile we are, but how blessed we are. And also the color comes from, you know, every time I go to a church, you see the stained glass window. And when the sun is coming through, you see the lights hitting your hands, and you see it shaping, and you see it transforming the reality around you. Your hand is still your hand, you still have your fingers, but you're affected by that, right? So I've been thinking, you know, how does art affect the everyday life of everyone, regardless if you're an artist or not, and how does it can help us, you know, see Christ more deeply, um, or just in new, fresh ways? So, I don't know if I've answered your question, but... Yeah, that's yeah. great. Broadly, for us uh, and those who aren't artists or those in the church where art is just something, hmm, I'll work on my questions. Uh, why, why art? Why, why are you looking at art? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm an artist myself, right? So this is something that I love to do. Right? And we're surrounded by aesthetics, we're surrounded by design, 
We're surrounded by music, communication, everywhere we go, regardless if we see it or not, right? We're invaded by colors, like you see here. We have tones and we have shapes. And we have a beautiful painting right there that, even if you don't understand what that's about, that evokes something, right? And art is so powerful, you know, to help communities navigate seasons of life. You know, you were talking about, you know, today was something about sharing about loss. You know, how can art help us there? And, you know, normally in churches we think about music because that's the most visual thing, right? But how can, can artists integrate the life of the community and help us navigate through the birth, the joys of birth, or the sadness of death, or the celebration of something great about a community, or things like that? So I think art is a really powerful way to express what we're going through, to ask really tough questions, and to help us navigate in our faith with Christ. Yeah. One of the things we, um, so I was with Felipe on a lot of these interviews with artists, and one of the things that a few different artists said was just that art helps them to process the world, uh, that art, well, in their art making, they, it helps them look at the things that are uncomfortable and dissect it and figure out beyond words what's going on. Um, and yeah, I think it's a pretty powerful, powerful thing, especially when we don't like to look at or talk about the uncomfortable, um, as well as, not that it's all uncomfortable, the, the joyous. Um, and then a point that um, Paul mentioned at the beginning uh, that was brought up a lot in our conversations was just the we are created in the image of creator God. And so that the creatorness that is actually inherent in all of us, um, I think that, that helped me in framing, okay, it's not just you're creative or you're not. It expresses and, and it's about creating beauty. Um, originally you were looking at talking about just creating beauty in general um, talk about that and why you landed with these 12 artists here. Hmm. Um, we're all made to create beauty, right? And if you think about, like I see my kids, you know, whatever kind of crafts or drawings they create, you know, they're, they're so elated when they get feedback. Like so you say, oh, this is great, right? And, and somewhere, somewhere along the way we lose that, right? We become adults and we become immersed in the world of text and just words. Right? But we start losing the imagery that is so powerful. So for one side, for me, like, you know, we live in a world of signs and images that we can't lose. Because if the moment we lose them, we lose a connection with ourselves, we lose a connection with our creator, because we were made to create. We were made to make things, regardless of our talent. Right? A lot of people think, well, it's only the artist or the painter who's really good. Um, but at the same time, you know, before I get to why those 12, for me, it was kind of like to show everyone why this is so important. You know, why are we made to create? Why are we made to, you know, in the image of, of God, you know, in the image of Christ, you know? We're called to be like him. Um, and what does that mean? You know, the creator of the universe, the creator who created all nature and all the beautiful things that is around us. Um, and in the beginning, I wanted to create just beauty, yeah. So I was, I was looking into different ways of people that are creating beauty, but I needed something that people could follow along, basically, a story. And these artists, I resonated because, or they were asking really tough questions, 
and they were going through crisis in their faith, and that really attracted about their honesty. You know, some of these artists um, are through a really rough patch. You know, after COVID, the isolation, um, the deconstruction that we've talked about a lot, um, they have a lot of questions. Uh, where do they fit in inside the church? That really attracted me, but they're doing really powerful work. Um, other people are so in tune with everything that they make, they feel that they're creating with God, and I felt that was beautiful, right? We saw that with Dia Jenkins. Like, she was just, you know, she had that sense that when she was getting into the studio, she was painting with God. She was creating something alongside the Holy Spirit. And for some, that might sound really wacky, right? If you're coming from a very conservative, or not just conservative, but just like very traditional, right? My church, you know, also would say, well, you know, can you create with God? Can you create with the Holy Spirit? But it's bringing that balance and just all these different people who are in a journey with Christ, and I believe that they're in a journey with Christ, bringing their different perspectives of what it means to create beauty, to ask really tough questions, um, to doubt Right? Um, what do you do with that inside the church? Um, and yeah. So, in your conversations, um, it's 12 different artists, three countries uh, Brazil, the States, and around Vancouver. You yeah. um, have uh, Bolivian, Canadians, Americans, Mexicans, Brazilians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Um, what did you find were some of the themes that came up in those conversations? I think a lot of deconstruction, a lot of doubt. Um, I think COVID really hit hard, a lot of communities, especially in the West where isolation was so big. You know, a lot in America, you still, people still stuck together. Um, it was very different. For those who haven't heard the term deconstruction, um, it's a, just a general, particularly, I think, through COVID the last couple of years, just the deconstructing of, of faith, of people coming to grips with hard questions and not having answers and starting to figure out, okay, what is my faith? What, what is, what's cultural? What's real? And, uh, and sifting through to greater or lesser extents. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so basically, what we discussed this a lot because every time we filmed, at least you know North America part that Dave was with me, you know we were just really amazed. We'd go in, you know, and ask questions, and people sometimes were like, "I don't know where I'm at," you know, and that was really surprises because you know regardless of the documentary, we have this heart for people. Like we're very much towards what do we do with these people inside the church. You know, I've been working in ministry all my life too. Um, Dave, you know, he's working at a local church here. And, and how do you work with that? How do you work with the doubt? How do you work with people who are questioning, who've lost their faith maybe, but they still want to come to church? You know, traditionally, I come from a background where, you know, you disciple somebody for six weeks, and if they're not going anywhere, you're like, all right, next, you know? And then we have Mike, you know, he's going to church every single Sunday, and he still hasn't figured it out. Right? He has questions that he still doesn't have answers to. And the deconstruction thing is really interesting because, you know, how are we creating communities that are accepting of those questions and at the same time offer them some guidance? Right? And I have more to say about, you know, imagery and signs that we lose them along the way, but I'll let you ask the questions. Yeah. So why do you think it is 
I mean, I think it's a broader question that a lot of, particularly maybe in millennials and, um, but I think there's something about artists too that are maybe asking these questions a little bit more rigorously, or at least it's coming out in the art. Why do you think that is? I think we have time to reflect. Part of the process of being an artist is to reflect what's going on around the world, what's going on with your family, alongside with your relationships. And artists process that and end up putting that in their art. So it's inevitable, right? So part of the artist process is to stop and think. You know, normally when you're maybe in an office job, you don't have that much time because you're running around, you're going back and forth from the office, you've got so many things. But the artist, if he wants to create good art, he has to stop and think, he has to stop and process. And there is that sensitivity, that regardless of what kind of art you're creating, you are asking those questions naturally. And I think, you know, art is just the conduit in which to put those questions, you know, into work. Regardless if it's a static painting, or if it's a movie, or for photography, or if it's a sculpture, um, you are asking those questions, right? And the sensitivity that we saw from those 12 artists was that they were all asking questions all the time, right? And they weren't necessarily being responded by their art, but the process of asking helped them to start something. The, if you end up watching the trailer again, the, the first clip, uh, it, it, he starts off saying, I think art is wrestling. Um, and, and that's the guy who terms himself a, a Christian atheist and goes to church every, day, every Sunday but is very open about calling himself a Christian atheist. He doesn't believe in God. And so it's a very, that was the most, I don't know, extreme or extreme yeah, conversation. Yeah, definitely one of the extremes, yeah. yeah. You're doing okay yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, lost my train of thought. So let me, let me say something about this. Yeah. So Mike is really interesting. So when I contacted Mike, I said, Mike, I love your work. I know you're somewhere in the middle. I can see it from your work. And then he was super open. He sent me two long emails about what he believed and what he didn't believe. He sent me a video of a preaching he did at a church about you know, where he was with his faith. And I loved it because for one, and he, he was like, you know, I want to be super honest where I'm at. And I loved it because it was very real. I was very curious to what does somebody that says that has lost their faith in Christ, why do they still keep going to church every single Sunday? There's something there, right? He hasn't given up. He may feel that he has given up, but the fact that he's going there, I thought was really interesting. And going to the signs and symbols, we're surrounded by a society that has a very clear idea of the God they don't believe. Those are signs, those are symbols. At some point, they've lost the enchantment with the symbols of what Christ means in their life, of what God means. Be it because they were hurt by the church, because they were hurt through personal relationships that they couldn't find a way to, to, to um, work through. But it was so interesting because he has very strong symbols in his mind, in his life, of what God can't be. And how do we present that? You know, for me, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to Mike was, you know, how do we work with that? How do we bring back those symbols and images of a loving God that loves them, that has forgiven them, that is bringing them into a journey that is transformative? Because he was there. He lost himself. And now there's you know, the hope of re-enchantment and refining himself with God. And yeah, for me, spending time with Mike was super special. It was one of my 
favorite kind of like people to, 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 to be around. Yeah. One more question about your documentary specifically. What's your hope for the, your documentary and what's the main message you're uncovering? Yeah, I think it's twofold. So one for the church, I really want the church to see and see, hey, we're all participating in beauty and creating something beautiful. Um, it's not just for artists, but also for churches to think, how can you integrate art more clearly day-to-day -day life? It's a tool, right, to talk about questions, to talk about deconstruction, talk about the role of artists, the role of people who don't feel like they have any giftings, but maybe they actually do have something to give to the community in that journey that the community is living. Because at the end of the day, church is that, church is community, right? We are a group of people coming together, living together, suffering together, rejoicing together. And you know, that's how church survives, right? It's not just about coming to service in a Monday morning and then that's it. Um, the second one is for non-Christians to be able to watch it and say, wow, there's something there. Right? I was in Boston filming for part of the documentary and somebody came up to me and they were like, oh, I've seen one of your things. And it was really random because, you know, I, I never expect anyone to see your stuff. And I wasn't even there to film them, but they had heard that I was filming somebody else, so they checked it out. And the first thing, he was like, well, I, I'm just not a Christian. I don't believe in what you believe, but I thought it was really good. And I was like, okay, so this is really cool. And we, we had a conversation. Why did it resonate? Right? So hopefully this will resonate with people who don't want to come to church or have never come to church, but they see something so real, so true, that they have to tackle with it, that they have to listen and think about what, just, what they saw. Yeah. So for the church, this church, the church, what would you say are some of your recommendations or uh, thoughts around what do we do with, sure, artists, what do we do with those who are doubting or deconstructing? How do we disciple? How do we point towards Jesus? Or how do we not just be like, oh, you asked the wrong question, you're out? Because actually we all... It's, we're all on a journey. What, what do you... That's a question for the senior pastor. <laughs> I think with art is, you know, I'd love to see churches open up for a journey of seeing where and how they can utilize art in a way that helps create liturgies, right? And, and I love the concept of liturgies because it can be whatever they... Maybe, what know, do you mean by that? When liturgies are small things in your life that help you connect with Christ deeply, be it in the middle of the day, be it at the end of the day, be it at the beginning of the day. And art helps you with that because it's a reminder. It can be a painting, it can be a song, it can be a poem, it can be a, a prayer. You know, um, for me sometimes it's you know, Christ, Son of God, have mercy. You know, and it's just that. You know, I've got nothing else to pray, but at least those words and those moments help me get through wherever I am, you know? And normally, you know, I've just come from Sudan, which I was working, those prayers come very handy, especially when things get tense. But, um, so I think on that side, you know, I, I, my heart, my desire is for people to see that through art, people can also find Christ, and they can deepen their faith in Christ, even if they're 
long, you know, people who've been walking with Christ for a long time. And I think with the questions, I think it's a more complex, you can't just solve it in one sitting. Um, but being open with hard questions, knowing that everybody asked hard questions, the disciples didn't get who the Son of God was, even after three years spending every single day with Christ. And Christ was still asking, who do you say I am? You know, and a lot of this documentary is touching on that. Who do I say Christ is? Who do you say Christ is? And that's a huge question, especially in Vancouver nowadays, because it's not just a question, it's an invitation, it's a challenge. You know, and we have to answer that every day, sometimes privately, sometimes publicly. Um, but I think the place of the church is to welcome those people who have been doubting for 5, 10, 15, 16 years. And for one, we hope that the Holy Spirit is going to speak into their lives and then into the day-to-day, -day, the Bible studies, the walking alongside mature Christians. Hopefully, you know, that's going to bring them closer to Christ and not giving up, which is really tiring, right? Because we live in a modern society where we have programs, we have projects. Um, we've got to get the thing, you know, the ball rolling at all times. And I think that's always a challenge. Any last remarks that you would like to encourage um, us, challenge us with? Well, I'm, I'm, I don't know, encouragement. Um, yeah, just keep searching for Christ. You know, I'm really passionate about that. And, and every single way, every single morning, um, the moment you wake up, you know, um, those small moments of five minutes of peace, especially if you're a parent, you get really good at finding those five minutes of peace where you're like, okay, now I have it, it's now. Um, but you know, I think, yeah, I'm really passionate about that, people getting to know Christ in deeper ways. And that can happen anyway, in ver various ways, actually. So literally, find small moments, small things that you can do that can reconnect you with Christ every day. I think that's, that's encouragement that, that I would have. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I'm going to pray for you, yeah. and then we'll transition. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, thank you for the ways that you are at work in and through Felipe, uh, in and through his art. Um, Lord, as this documentary uh, comes to a, to a close and goes out into the world, uh, we, we pray your divine blessings over over that and uh, that all who would um, engage with his art would see you um, Lord and and for each of us as we just go through our daily lives um, the idea that you are breaking in all around us that you are present and speaking through art, through those around us, through uh, the mountains and the oceans and etc. Lord, give us eyes to see and give us ears to hear what you are doing, what you are saying. In your name, Jesus, in the power of your spirit and for your kingdom come, we pray. Amen. Thanks, Felipe. No worries. My pleasure. Thank you. So, when...
When can we expect the screening of this documentary? So October, yeah. So I'm hoping October this year we're going to be ready do, to roll. Do you know where? Um, at Regent College, we're going to show the first viewing. And then anywhere, whoever wants to see it, I'll come All right. bring it. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Felipe.